Welcome to the Solo Date Challenge Podcast with your host, life coach, domestic violence advocate, and author, Holly Hartman. The Solo Date Challenge Podcast focuses on the three S's, self-care, self-love, and solo dating. Holly will take you on a journey to learn to love yourself through intentional and unapologetic solo dating, no matter your relationship status. This is for all women of all ages. We help you go from burnout and just surviving to thriving and loving life again. We are so glad you joined us on this journey. Make sure you click subscribe on your favorite podcast player to get notified of when new weekly episodes are downloaded. You can contact us or find out more information about solo dating and get plugged into our free women's community group of thrivers on Facebook, Instagram, or at solodatechallenge.com. Please share and tag us hashtag solodatechallenge. Today's episode is sponsored by life transformation coach, Holly Hartman. If you are wanting to accelerate your healing and get additional support and guidance, Holly is currently accepting new one-on-one coaching clients. You can contact her at solodatechallenge.com and sign up for a free explore consultation call. On today's episode, Holly Hartman will share ideas and tips on one of the three S's, self-love. She will explore what self-love means and share important tools on how to learn to love yourself unapologetically. Now, here's your host, Holly Hartman. Hi, my name is Holly Hartman, and I am the founder of Solo Date Challenge, where we empower people to learn to love themselves through intentional and unapologetic solo dating, no matter your relationship status. So this is for anyone and everyone. And so on this podcast, we talk about self-healing, self-love, self-care, solo dating, all the things. And today I am so excited to have this beautiful guest with me today. And I wish you could see her if you're just listening on the podcast, because she is just stunning. So I have Dr. Joy Zell Cunningham-Smith. She is a professor She is a social impact leader, and she's also the CEO of Pathway to Creative Industries. And so welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. And for our listeners, would you kind of share a little bit about yourself and let us know what what you're about? (laughs) Thanks so much, Holly. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks so much for inviting me. And I am Dr. Joyce Elkanian-Smith. And I'm originally from New York and New Jersey. So I have this dual citizenship where I was born in New York City, uh, raised in Northern New Jersey, and then returned to New York City. And in my childhood, I saw a lot of disparity. So I was in an area where in the morning I could be in one urban low-income neighborhood and in the afternoon I could be in a middle-class diverse area and by the evening something else. And so I was constantly aware of um, issues of equity and access and constantly aware about disparity in, in my childhood and experienced those disparities as well. And as I got older, I learned more and more about how that existed, not only in my community, but globally. Mm -hmm. And I also was trying to find my purpose. So I knew that I wanted to help people. If you had asked me as a 10 year old, Jessa, what do you want to do when you get older? I would have said, I want to help people. And I 
probably wouldn't have had uh, a real clear idea of what that would look like, but I knew I wanted to help to empower people. Mm -hmm. And as I learned more and more about that, I was doing a lot of outward service. So I was in education and I was working uh, as an educator. I was working in policy, trying to think about our systems and our country and how to change those. I was doing research and thinking uh, that I, my research would then impact the way that we think and um, the way that leaders do their work. And I still love that work. And I still think it's an important thing. But as I got older, I learned that wasn't enough. I learned that I needed to uh, be even more intentional about my inward life mm -hmm. and my inward being and how that existed. And that would be the force that would radiate outward. And, um, and that helped me to find why I'm here and how I can be the most helpful in achieving those dreams as a young girl who really, really wanted to help people. Um, and so I'm just excited today to talk to everyone who's listening about my own journey with figuring out tools for healing, tools for returning to self and really making sure that you understand in your core how that is the pathway to everything that you want to achieve in your life and everything that you are trying to really make sure that you accomplish um, during this short life. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing all that. I resonate so much with what you're talking about. And uh, you're, you're in a multi-passionate like I am, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm a researcher. I'm a, I, and if you had asked me when I was younger, what do you want to do? I, I want to help people. And, and that's, that's kind of how I've morphed into what I'm doing now too. It's that similar, uh, obviously we had different paths, but it's it's interesting that the continuity of what we've experienced, even though com completely different, uh, we still land on this get back to self and that that's that foundational thing. And that's where Solid Eight Challenge is. It's this concept of getting back to self. And then yeah. from that, everything else flows out. And so thank you for sharing all that. And and it's it's beautiful to watch what your experience was and then how you navigated in it. Because me, I'm a lifetime learner too. And I've gone that route. And then I'm like, no, I need to be an advocate. I need to be actively teaching people how to do this. So then that ripple effect. And it sounds like that you had kind of a similar energy around it. So that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we met in a clubhouse room. So if anybody's listening and you've not been able to be on the app before, it's a great way to connect with people. We would have never connected you and I, I'm sure, had we not listened. And I got to hear you and you were talking about, and I think this is where we're getting ready to go here soon. Mm -hmm. You were talking about trauma and, and some of the ways that our bodies um, process it and, and, and how we navigate that. And um, and I found it very fascinating and I know that's not necessarily your main platform. And so, to, you know, for us to be able to dig into this a little bit more, because it is the base, it is the foundation that if we can figure this part out, whatever our dream and goal is, whatever that we're being called to do for our purpose, we can radiate that out. So, um, so what's on your heart? What do you want to share with, uh, with, uh, our listeners on, you know, your journey and how you discovered that for yourself? Yeah, so I think that um, back to our conversation on Clubhouse, I think that um, what resonated in that room was the idea of getting to know your nervous system. And 
I think that as a child and as an adolescent, I, in some ways, was taught to abandon what I was feeling. So an example would be, I feel stressed out going into a test, let's say, and the messages that I got from the world around me, and I think are normal messages, I don't think that there was anything that was uncommon, but just that, okay, well, it's a little bit of stress and you'll do fine. Just think, you know, think positively, say a prayer and you'll be fine. Take the test. And I think what I would tell my younger self is that, yes, this is actually, this is a reflection of your nervous system, just kind of letting you know what's happening. And you have a set of tools that you can use mm -hmm. to help make sure that you go into this test centered and grounded and confident. And you need to let your body know that it's okay mm -hmm. and that you will be okay during this test. And so that message is a message from your body to, to stop, not to keep going. Mm -hmm. And that's a message for you to pause and concentrate on those feelings, concentrate on your body and be a friend to your nervous system. So I think that, um, I think we have to sometimes retool the way that the world, um, and that could be family, it could be friends, it could be just, what the messages we get on TV, which is to kind of go, go, go mm -hmm. and deal with it at a time when it's appropriate, deal with it at the end of the day, uh, talk, talk it out with your partner or your friend at the end of the day. And what I would like to see is a world where we allow for the pauses during the day and we take in those messages and we reflect on them in the moment as much as we can. And I think that the, what some of the things that I do, even in the last few weeks, I was sending email and I found that I was sending email and I was just going, going, going. And then all of a sudden I uh, felt just a, a small trigger. And I thought to myself, okay, Joyce, so you teach this. So what are you, what are you experiencing right now? And I actually closed the computer and I sat and I thought about it. And I, and I, and I sat, I put my uh, hand on my, on my heart, just like this. And I just took a few deep breaths and I connected with a few moments in my life where a similar situation had happened and a very, very negative outcome happened as a result. And so I then in that moment was able to pause, was able to take a few deep breaths, was able then to again, return to this idea of the nervous system that this is not the same moment. You know, I'm, I'm actually here talking to myself. Mm -hmm. This is not the same moment as that moment. This is a completely different situation. This is a completely different set of circumstances and you have the wisdom and the guidance from that previous moment also mm -hmm. for this moment in your toolkit. And so just that quick reframing was able then to just change the direction of my day. And one of the things that I talk about a lot is how do we move through our joy and not through our trauma? And how do we align with joy and not through trauma? Had I continued to just plow through and send emails, it would have been a my trauma response going off. 
right? It would have been me connecting to a moment that no longer exists, Mm -hmm. um, that is no longer part of my story, but would have been uh, reflected in my emails. And even if it wasn't, even if I was able to intellectualize, which many of us are able to do and send great emails, my, my inner just calm would have been disrupted. And that's not who I wanna be in the world. That's not how I wanna show up. It's not who I want to, um, to that's not what I wanna practice day by day. So I, you know, I think a huge part of my journey has been to reprogram those small moments. So not just looking at the, the healing that's like going to a therapist or a healing that's um, maybe publicized in society as these moments and these things you sign up to do. I'm, I'm more interested in the day by day, how you're drinking your cup of tea or coffee. Uh, is it reflective of trauma or beliefs where you feel like you have to drink it as fast as possible because there's not enough time in the day because you learned when you were little, little that there was scarcity of time and scarcity, uh, time is money and all of the things that we learn? Yeah. Or is this a moment based in love where I can enjoy this wonderful cup of coffee that I love? Mm-hmm. where I can take in the moment and the gratitude of wherever I am? Is it a way that I can honor myself in some way? And so I, I really think a lot about the small moments throughout our days as the basis for, for healing and for self-love. Oh, I love that. I love how you, you took us on a journey of where you were even just a couple weeks ago. I think so many people see people like you and I that have been on our own healing journey that, oh, they must have it all figured out. No, we're continuing to recalibrate, refigure out, um, you know, we're still re-traumatized, things still trigger us, but that refractory period is much shorter than what we experienced in the past. But it's those micro moments that if we can start shifting that and honoring ourselves in that moment, it gets easier one, but it's, it's a muscle. Like we're having to train it to go, no, this is okay. You can do this. You're not in a survival mode. You, you have these tools. Let's take some out of the toolbox and let's work through it. And, and you're okay. And I think you did a beautiful job explaining that for the listener to go, okay, so I can relate. I've been at my email and sending that I'd never thought of it as a trauma response. And we're triggered constantly throughout the day because of all the, the, I mean, the news, the media, our upbringing, I mean, we're bombarded all the time. And so I think oftentimes we're not even realizing we're triggered, but I love that slowdown that you talked about with even sipping your tea, that if we sit down and look at that, that's been a lot of my own healing journey over the past couple of years is this, where did that belief come from? And why is that? And for me, I recently have one, I've been um, doing more public speaking. And they're giving me a time frame, and I'm getting triggered by a time frame of this. Like you said, this, I have to, you know, I get cut in my trauma response in the past, but I get cut off and, and I don't have the time. So I have to talk super fast or I'll get cut off. And so now I use timers for my own self so I can calm myself and I can be present. And what I heard you talk about is we're part, we're so much of this human of doing and you're bringing us back to human being <laughs> and, and slowing down enough to be okay with 
whatever those feelings and emotions that are coming up and honoring them and saying, this is what it is, that, that you're okay, <laughs> you know, in this way, right. right. We have to talk to ourselves like that. It's, it's reparenting, it's re reframing it, all these keywords you may hear out in the, the interwebs. It's all those things that we, we can use these mini tools to shift our day. And a lot of people think, oh, I don't have the time to do that the efficiency that you get on the back end by actually pausing and doing that really does pay off in the long run, but most people can't conceptualize that. And that's kind of what I heard too for you is that you were able to actually move about your day because you took that break. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think some of that is also just grounded in the idea, again, something that had to be retooled for me Mm -hmm. is I was I think I was given a lot of messages um, as a young person around health being really physical. Mm. So thinking about the way you eat, exercise, um, making sure that you are generally taking care of yourself. I have a lot of mental health advocates also in my family. So I was also taught a lot about mental health Mm. and thinking about your mental health, but from a very clinical kind of ideology. And what I would tell, again, my younger self, which is, again, part of how I want to show up in the world to share the messages that I wish I had had as a young woman, is thinking really about you have, a, you have your spiritual health, you have your mental health, um, but there's also something outside of those categories that are related that we could talk about in terms of your emotional health, which we were just talking about our triggers where our emotions were giving us these small messages about what's going on internally. Mm-hmm. And that's an entirely different category that's affected by what we eat and mm-hmm. the status of our mental health. But it's an entirely, entirely different category about how we're connecting with our emotions or how we're bypassing them. And so that's one care category. And then another category, um, and the word I'm about to use isn't uh, a word that everyone will identify with, but I want, um, I'm saying it with, um, in the hopes that folks will have an open mind about what the the word is. But then there's a fourth category of just your spiritual health. Mm -hmm. And spiritual doesn't have to be religious. It doesn't have to be um, any defined by a a specific doctrine, Mm -hmm. but it's more about what you said about the human being. And your being is something outside of the physical and outside of your brain and your mental activity, something completely different. And it requires care, upkeep, and and healing as well. And those things work together to help you to live a joyful and, and, and loving life. And so... I think if we can also think about the different dimensions, I think when people think about Mm self-care, sometimes they stay in the physical or the mental health category. And if we can broaden it a little bit more about how are you really making sure that you're a human being and not a human doing? Mm -hmm. How are you making sure that you are connecting with your emotions as as deeply as possible and honoring them um, and honoring who you are, reflecting on who you are, and really taking that as seriously as eating fruits and vegetables. Yeah. 
Oh, I love that. Bringing that awareness of how important those things are. Um, I have a friend of mine that talks about the, um, like a three-legged, but we, you talked about four, but like a three-legged stool, if one leg is off, you're off balance and, and similar concept here, you, we focus so much heavily on the other two and rightfully so they're important, but just as equally as important are those other two facets that really don't get talked about enough. And that's really why I do Solidate Challenge and why we talk about this and why this podcast exists is to open up these conversations conversations um, to, to create this conversation, to understand that there is more and expand uh, our capacity to heal and grow in other areas. And so I love that you touched on that. I think it's really important. Um, I, I often talk about like um, spirituality in the sense of like your higher power, your whatever, whatever that is for you. Mm-hmm we honor where you're at with that, like whatever that is, but it's not even just that there's, there's more facets to what that spiritual aspect looks like. And so, um, you know, challenging our listeners right now, if you're, if, if we've lost you on those two things, I encourage you to reach out to either one of us to dig in a little deeper because on our platforms, we, we describe some of these things a little bit more, um, challenge yourself and your friends and and people in your environment on what those two concepts looking at the emotional health and our spiritual health and um, not just going to church and just showing up as a person it's not that that's that physical act there's more to it than just that and digging into that um so i think i appreciate you uh going going there and digging a little deeper in that i really appreciate that um, so what was a pivotal moment for you where you started to realize that this was necessary for you to go out of the intellectual realm? It sounds like you had a lot in your own teaching and research, but to then shift it for yourself where now you feel like it's just a different shift for you. Was there a pivotal moment or just kind of how it segued for you? Yeah, I think it has to do with where we started, Holly, which is that I have worked in a lot of different industries with the same intention. So a lot of different, so I worked in um, a uh, domestic violence uh, shelter uh, when I started my career and I moved into education and policy and research and then moved working with companies and and still work with companies um, on some of their internal work. Mm -hmm. And um, after you see the same patterns that exist across industries, globally, across the country, in a variety of contexts, you start to wonder about, you know, what are the, what's really going to help people to help uh, to uplift themselves? And what are the things that I am also learning about myself and the ways that I can also empower myself as I show up in these spaces? And so I was just continuously asking myself that question and then moving to different sectors or moving to different types of uh, disciplines. And part of that was really thinking about, well, um, in this space, I'm still seeing that there are some folks who uh, self-abandon and really have trouble with empowering themselves and really owning who they are and their gifts and showing up. And in this space, there are folks who feel a sense of loneliness and feel a sense of loneliness even when they're in community with people. And what are some of the spiritual deficits there or what are some of the things that they can examine in terms of their emotional health? 
And at the same time, I was doing my own work. So I, I, I was also really thinking about how I could show up um, within my own uplift, how I could operate from overflow and not be depleted. That was something that was big for me, um, was really making sure I was filling my cup um, and am filling my cup um, before giving to others. And I think that those lessons, and I still uh, uh, consider myself to be a researcher. I still consider myself to be someone who is, uh, who's been formed and uh, deeply rooted in some of the more traditional work that, I, that I've done. But I also know that it's more than that. It's more, it's more than that. And I love um, the work that you do around the solo uh, date challenge and the way that we think about how are we courting and exploring ourselves as these infinite sources that have so many gifts and so much uh, ability and, you know, there, there are times when my husband says, oh, I didn't know about that. I didn't know that about you. You never mentioned that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'm like, I didn't really know that either <laughs> until <laughs> fairly recently. You know, that was something I discovered. Um, and so just a position or a stance where we are open to really studying ourselves mm -hmm. and open to researching ourselves. Uh, and you know, learning something new about ourselves, testing ourselves, um, and having hypotheses about ourselves are things that I really love to explore now. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Well, you're, you're talking our language. This is what I talk about, filling your own cup, pouring from the overflow, self-awareness. We talk about core values and discovering who you are. And, and, and it's like you said, it's a self-discovery journey. And he's like, I haven't heard of that before. Like, this is new to me too. It's because we keep, we keep uncovering more about ourselves because we're ever evolving if we want to be. And as we do that, we do discover more things. And as we, with Solidate Challenge, go and experience something new, then you, you discover a new aspect of yourself. Like if I went to go zip lining, I'm going to discover a different sensations that I wouldn't have known or how I might react to my fear differently or how I feel with the adrenaline rush, like all these things that until we experience something different and it doesn't have to be physical, there can be all kinds of ways through meditation, through, you know, meeting other people, getting outside of yourself to experience it. You really do take yourself on a self-discovery journey. It's never a final destination. And, it, and what I love you talking about, I relate to you so much. I'm like, you could be my soul sister because uh, I, I relate to everything you're saying because it's been a lot of my journey, but mine comes from leaving an abusive marriage and going, okay, I'm a shell of a person who and like, I was happy and bubbly and, and all this, and I was in recovery. And so I've had these, like, almost feels like nine lives, like multiple different lives, just because I'm constantly moving and changing and transforming. Um, but, but pushing that envelope with my past self and saying, you know, how do I heal those parts? Or how am I open to receiving all parts of me, the, the good, the bad, the dark, the, the light, all of it. And we honor ourselves where we're at. And I hear a lot of that in your story and what you share is, is honoring and seeing, and you you appear to be an observer too. Like I, uh, I see these patterns. I can see patterns clearly. I'm like, okay, if there's a pattern, then what's the pattern disruptor? What, what can we do to change this? Because 
that ripple effect, both you and I want to change the world. We want to change these ripple effects and, and go to that root source and say, okay, let's stop that here. Let's reframe it and change it. So, so everybody can be their true self. Absolutely. And it's beautiful. It is. And do you work with people individually or is it in your instruction or what you do with your business that how you impact that? Or is it just you transforming yourself and how that works is it, how, how does that show up in your life? Like outside of just you working on you? Yeah. So there's a couple of different ways. So there's me working on me. Um, and, but then there's also a lot of the work that I do is to create programs or to create organizations, nonprofits, um, and to support leaders who are trying to implement social impact strategies. So Mm -hmm. it's, you know, if you're building a program to work with young women, or if you're building a program to help to transition uh, folks out of uh, after being incarcerated for multiple decades, Mm -hmm. it's what are the tools needed in order for the, for, the, for the population you're working with to really make sure that they are as empowered as possible, not only with just the technical tools, but also with what we've talked about today, the things that are gonna get them through moment to moment. And so it's also about training folks on what those things could be mm-hmm. and how they can also embody those tools in order to influence who they're working with. Oh, I love that. Oh, what an impact to be a social impact leader. That totally, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally makes sense. And I really, like that. I, I've been approached a couple of times to lead um, retreats for young women uh, for, you know, or mo- mother and daughter events and things like that. And I do a couple of workshops called the unmasking self-love challenge, where a lot of mother and daughters are doing it together. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's this, it's those teaching some of those tools to then make an impact moving forward and helping them get touch with themselves, but then also teach that moving forward. So we can keep, keep that momentum going of other people benefiting from that. Um, wow. And yeah, I have, my dad was in, um, he was a parole officer in the prison system. And so, mm-hmm. uh, I'm very familiar with a lot of that, um, how to, get people back into the community, but how do we do it effectively? We taking people from surviving to thriving like that, that is, you know, just dumping people in places and saying, good luck. That's what our system's been doing, but it sounds like you're helping to reframe that system. And that's beautiful. Yeah. So, and I think it's, it's back to our, the theme here is kind of reframing a lot of folks think about strategy in my field as you get a plan and you have three to five year goals and um, you know you have your financial planning associated with that and um, you have these great plans of how you're going to lead these workshops and these uh, you know great fellowships or whatever the case may be. And so my piece is how do we reframe that? As, as the plan is we're trying to transform lives and that's gonna happen through our transformation mm-hmm. and our ability to model that. It's also gonna happen by folks really having tools uh, to reflect inward mm-hmm. and to also address some of the trauma that they've experienced that they maybe haven't had a chance to address or no one's even ever told them that that would be important to think about. 
Absolutely. Oh, yes. I love everything you're sharing. We may have to bring you back on another time. (laughs) Totally relate to everything you're sharing. And I hope that our listeners are connecting. And if some of this is going over your head and you want to know more information, please reach out to us. Um, This, this is my movement is very similar to your movement and that concept of like, we just, we want to help you get the tools. We want to help you get that individual back on track to what it is for your soul and what you're here to do and your soul purpose. It's not my agenda. It's not the world's agenda. It's what it is that, that we can get you connected back to self. Um, so before I, I let you go and I've just thoroughly enjoyed this conversation, I want to open up to you. If there was something else spoken to your heart that you wanted to share or a tip or any a way to connect, whatever it is that um, the listener or that you feel like needs to be said today? <clears throat> the, what's, what's coming to me is just thinking really about returning to self with patience mm-hmm. and care. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, when folks are trying to reconnect with who they are or trying to reconnect with their purpose or just really take on self-care, mm-hmm. um, sometimes we can get ahead of ourselves or sometimes we can bring in guilt and shame from past experiences. So we might, for example, I've I've worked with a lot of folks who have epiphanies in the work that we're doing. Mm -hmm. And then with those epiphanies comes guilt and shame from the past. Why didn't I do that? Mm -hmm. Why didn't I know that earlier? Did I waste those years? Mm -hmm. Or um, I hurt those people then. And so I think, you know, it's part of the care and compassion journey that we have to have care and compassion with ourselves first so that we can give it to others, Mm -hmm. but also that we're not expected to be perfect and we're not expected to have perfect journeys and make perfect decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, And that it's part of the human experience to fall off course. Uh, it's part of the human experience to to fall. Mm-hmm. And so I want also to, to share with whoever's listening that um, reframe whatever beliefs you have around care and compassion mm-hmm. and forgiveness of whatever choices were made when you didn't have the tools, you didn't have the structure, you didn't have the support or the know-how and commit to yourself to doing the best you can moving forward with care and compassion. Uh, yes, yes, we need more of that <laughs> yes. to get through it because it, it can be challenging if we don't. We really Absolutely. need to be able to have, give ourselves some grace and space. And uh, Is it Maya Angelo that has the quote, um, until you know better, you can't do better? Or right, right. I, I mean, it's like- Yeah, when you know better, you do better. Yeah, mm-hmm. we can't shame ourselves if we didn't have the tools. And even when we do, like you said, it's the human experience that there are gonna be times when we fail, even if we know better. We can continue to pull ourselves back up and give ourselves compassion and move forward. Oh, this has been a beautiful conversation. And I really appreciate you honoring us with this space and and your knowledge and expertise and and just your beautiful energy. And thank you for what you do for the world. You know, I really appreciate that ripple effect because you can feel that energy. And um, I'm really looking forward to see uh, what other impacts you're making and how that how that shows up. Um, Would you like to let us know how they can connect with you in the future? Sure. So I'm active on Instagram and Twitter, mostly at, at Joyce L. Smith. And so J-O-I-S-E-L-L-E Smith, S-M-I-T-H-E, easier to spell. And um, 
So I'm, you know, you can definitely send me a DM. I'm also on Clubhouse at Joyce L. Smith um, and periodically lead rooms on healing and uplift. And so, you know, would love for folks to join there as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for today. I really appreciate it. And thank you for all the listeners for uh, coming in and listening to our journey today. Again, if you are wanting to know more, needing to get plugged in, you are not alone on this journey. Um, You can connect with either one of us and we'd be glad to have that discussion and continue that on because we are here to make an impact. So thank you so much and have a blessed day. Before we wrap it up for the day, I want to leave you with this question. How are you going to intentionally fill your cup today? We believe you are worth it. We are so glad you joined us today on the Solo Date Challenge podcast. We hope you are leaving inspired and fulfilled. If you like what you heard, please leave a review or comment on the show and share this with the women in your life. Let's face it, we can all use a little encouragement. Feel free to reach out to us directly if you would like to be a guest on the show, have an idea for an episode, or have any questions. We love honest feedback. Until next time, have a blessed day. Today's episode is sponsored by the international best-selling book, I Am, How to Release the Shame of Narcissistic Abuse and Transform Financial Poverty to Wealth Beyond Numbers, an international collaborative book project sharing the stories of 14 thrivers, professionally serving people on their journeys out of financial abuse and into abundance. You can purchase your own copy at IamReleasingShame.org. We'd love to read your book review and please share your shame-releasing experiences on social media tagged with hashtag IamReleasingShame. Shame.